I think Status Quo, more than any other outlet, to tell you the truth, has been reporting and reacting the most honestly that the former vice president of the United Corporations of America, Joe Biden, is not well. And when I say that, you know, Bernie says it doesn't bring me pleasure to call Trump a pathological liar. Believe it or not, it does not bring me pleasure to say Joe Biden's not well. I think he's terrible politically. I think he's done a lot of damage to the country, but I don't like wish Joe Biden ill health. But I'm also somebody who has two eyes, uses common sense, and I don't have to worry about losing access to the Biden campaign. I don't have any anyway. And you're not watching status quo, so I have access to Joe Biden's campaign. I hope not. If you are, you're not getting your money's worth. So I can just speak honestly, because I'm not an access journalist like the rest of the pretend journalists are at CNN and MSNBC and New York Times and Washington Post. Joe Biden is not well. Uh, he forgot President Obama's name recently during a speech. He forgot two cities that had mass shootings within 24 hours of each other. He forgot what city he was in when he said he was in Vermont, when he was standing in New Hampshire. He keeps calling Angela Merkel, Margaret Thatcher. He's called Theresa May, Margaret Thatcher. He stutters through interviews. He doesn't seem to be able to even articulate certain words. He called Donald Trump, Donald Hump. These are not gaffes. This is someone not cognitively well. And for those of you tired of me continually saying this, I think it's very important to keep saying it because the bottom line is it is dangerous. Forget if you're progressive or neoliberal or whatever. If your main intention is to defeat Donald Trump, pretty dangerous to that cause, pretty self-sabotaging to that cause to bring put somebody up that potentially who, whose brain we don't know what it's going to be in six months, 12 months. We don't know what his capabilities will be on a debate stage with Donald Trump. And if, if Joe Biden is on a debate stage with Donald Trump, forget it. If he's stuttering through words, if he can't remember things, if he's saying my time is up and just stop talking before he's cut off, give just hand Trump the election. Why I think this debate tomorrow is very, very critical for Joe Biden and indirectly for, for Bernie Sanders too. Three hours is a very long time. Three hours is a really, really long time for a debate. If somebody is struggling like Joe Biden is cognitively, which I don't think that's a controversial thing to tip. I don't think it's a controversial thing to say. I think any objective person looking at him knows he's struggling cognitively. Joe Biden, three hours is a really long time. It's a really, really long time. So if somebody's struggling cognitively, the longer, the longer you're on stage, the longer you're being posed questions. And remember, this is the first time he's going to be on the debate stage with Elizabeth Warren. The more arrows you're having pointed your way from Elizabeth Warren, from Bernie Sanders, frankly, I think Cory Booker might come at Joe Biden again. I think Kamala Harris might come at Joe Biden again. I even think somebody like Andrew Yang or Julian Castro or one of these lower polling people might come at Joe Biden. The more pressure and the more intellectual um, demands on you to respond to things, the more, if you're suffering from a cognitive decline, the more you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle with words. You're going to struggle with memory. You're going to struggle with timing of your, of your words. I think what I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks 
I think more people will start possibly saying it because I think it's possible tomorrow it's going to be too obvious to be ignored, even by the corporate puppets pretending to be journalists on CNN or, in this case, ABC News, where the debate's being held. I think it's very likely Biden might forget things while speaking. I think it's very likely Biden might do one of these, like, my time is up and just stop talking, even though the debate moderators haven't cut him off. I think Warren is going to have some specific attacks at Biden, which is going to, frankly, he'll struggle with. Because if, if, you, if intellectually or cognitively you're declining, it's tough when you have so many people coming at you. So I think Biden could really struggle in this debate. I really do. I also think if Biden struggles, if he loses, um, if he loses or is seen to have a very, very damaging debate, I think some of his support might flee to Bernie Sanders. I think some of his support might flee to Bernie Sanders, which we're going to get get to. We're going to get into more later when I go into the latest polling. Warren has been propped up by just about every other outlet. CNN. Warren's that Warren's CNN's girl. MSNBC. Warren's CNN's queen. Uh, Warren's MSNBC's queen. New York Times, Washington Post. Warren Mojo. Warren Mojo. Warren Mojo. But Elizabeth Warren, so far, has not really been attacked by anyone. Part of that is because she has been on different debate stages with different people. The first debate, uh, she was not on the same debate stage as Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, or Kamala Harris. So the first debate, she kind of had, she was the highest profile candidate on that debate stage. So the first debate, she was with second tier candidates. The second debate, she still wasn't on the stage with um, Joe Biden. And Bernie wasn't going to attack her, and but she she wasn't on the debate stage at that point with Kamala Harris. So this is the first time Elizabeth Warren's going to be on the debate stage with Bi- uh, Biden, uh, and she's going to also be on the debate stage with Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders. Well, Kamala Harris, this debate is critical for her. If she has another bad debate, or if she has a setback in this debate, her candidacy is dead. She's at single digits in most of the polls. And it's now after Labor Day, at a certain point, you're just stuck in single digits. You're not going to have a eureka moment with so many other options. So if she doesn't have some type of, first she has to do no harm, but she also has to take support away from somebody. And I believe the person she's going to try to take support away from is Elizabeth Warren, because Elizabeth Warren's support comes from that Democratic Party establishment, people with advanced degrees, people making over $50,000, not not the blue collar workers, predominantly white people, and uh, again, the uber educated, there is crossover appeal with Elizabeth Warren to Kamala Harris. So I think Kamala Harris is gonna be going after Elizabeth Warren. I think Joe Biden is going to go after Elizabeth Warren. I don't think Bernie Sanders will, and I don't think he should. I do not think it's time for Bernie Sanders to do anything critical of Elizabeth Warren. But I think Elizabeth Warren has never been challenged in these debates about her uh, work for a lot of corporations before she became a senator. Elizabeth Warren has not been challenged about this new report that came out that she did raise big dollar money uh, in her 20 
2018 Senate re-election campaign and then transferred that money over to her presidential campaign. She was doing lavish fundraisers, $120 a stake uh, during her 2018 re-election campaign to the Senate, and she just transferred that money, $10 million, over to the presidential campaign. So it's not exactly true when she says, I haven't done big fundraisers and I haven't taken big, dollar, big money. Yeah, you did. You just transferred it from your Senate campaign and used it for your presidential campaign. I think she's going to be challenged on that. I think potentially uh, it's Elizabeth Warren, frankly. I think Biden in particular might bring up the Native American thing. You could say it's fair. You could say it's unfair. But I think Biden will bring it up to point out we can't afford a nominee with this kind of vulnerability to kind of put that Native American thing back in the discussion a little bit. So I think Elizabeth Warren definitely has a lot to gain. If she has like a breakthrough moment against Biden, uh, particularly on the bankruptcy bill where she fought Biden before she became a senator uh, against uh, that bankruptcy bill, uh, they've long had hostility against each other. I would assume Biden's going to be well prepared to answer that. But if Elizabeth Warren does have a breakthrough against Biden over that bankruptcy bill, she has a lot to gain. She also has a lot to lose because I think Elizabeth Warren is going to be attacked by Kamala Harris in particular. I think Biden's going to attack her because Kamala Harris, I mean, who, 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 whose base and demographic has the most crossover to Kamala Harris? Elizabeth Warren. So she wants to take some of those votes away from... is fighting for his life, even though he's, a, he's been the anointed one. I think Pete Buttigieg might throw some elbows at either Bernie Sanders or Warren. So Warren, in fairness, has a lot to gain. If she does have a breakthrough against Biden, that's all the corporate media is going to focus on. And they're going to say this was her breakthrough and she's now the front runner, blah, 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 blah. But I don't see it that way. I think she has more to lose because this will be the first time she's actually attacked. And frankly, from what I've seen in Elizabeth Warren's um, demeanor, she doesn't necessarily handle tough questions that well. She kind of comes off a little agitated when she deals with tough questions or criticism. People see the positive part of Elizabeth Warren. I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. But if she's under attack, people might not see that side of Elizabeth Warren. So I think... Biden has a lot to lose in this debate. I think Elizabeth Warren, it's both. I think she has a lot to gain because it's the first time she'll be on stage with the front runner, Joe Biden. But I also think Elizabeth Warren's probably going to have more people uh, going for her than Biden will. I think Kamala's going to go after Warren. Biden will go after her. I think Pete Buttigieg might drop some elbows. And I think the Native American thing might come up again. I really do. Frankly, I think Kamala Harris, if she has another poor debate or uneventful debate, uh, is is done. I think it's possible Kamala Harris, uh, she'll stay in the race. She's got enough money to do that. But I think Kamala Harris uh, essentially could, if another bad debate, plummet to, you know, three, four percent. Right now she's at like eight to 10 percent in most polls. I think the donor money will go away if she has another bad debate. And I think she'll probably have to drop out before the Iowa caucus. I really do. Because it's now or never, you know, People are people have a lot of options and they saw her in the first debate do well, but then they got tired of her. And frankly, she doesn't stand for anything. She's for Medicare for all when it's pop, you know, as the wind blows. But then when Hillary Clinton's donors who are also donating to her tell her knock it off, 
you're not doing Medicare for all. Then she proposed some ridiculous policy that's called Medicare for all, but is really just a private health insurance company still running things. So I think Kamala Harris has a lot to lose. Bernie Sanders, uh, who I'm sure it's important to you how Bernie Sanders does. I think Bernie Sanders has a lot uh, to gain, but he also has a lot to lose. So I think, like I said with Warren, Warren has a lot to gain, but he also, she also has a lot to lose. I think Bernie has a lot to gain, but he also has a lot to lose. I think that this is the first time that Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders has been on the debate stage with Joe Biden uh, once. But this is the first time he's going to be on the debate stage with Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders cannot afford for Elizabeth Warren to upstage him. Because Bernie Sanders is not only debating Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. Let's just take everybody out for now and imagine it's Joe Biden, Warren, and Bernie on the debate stage together. I think Bernie has a lot to lose if Elizabeth Warren upstages him because Bernie's not just debating Elizabeth Warren and uh, Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders is debating ABC News, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, all of them. So if Elizabeth Warren has a moment or a breakout and Bernie Sanders is viewed as he didn't have a bad debate, nothing bad, but like he didn't stand out, then they are going to do free and unlimited public relations for Elizabeth Warren to the point where most voters that don't know any better and don't know about corporate media propaganda are going to be like, oh, I like Bernie, but his time has passed. Warren outshined him. And all the media is saying it's now between Warren and uh, Biden. So I guess we got to go look at Warren. That's what would happen if Warren has, a mo- has that moment or breakthrough that upstages Bernie. Again, if Bernie Sanders has a good debate, but doesn't have like a great debate where he has some big memorable moments, I think he has a lot to lose because the media has the, the reason Elizabeth Warren is rising in these polls so much is not only because she has a plan for everything. It's because all people watching are fed is how amazing Elizabeth Warren is, how she's got the biggest crowds of any candidate, which is not true. Bernie Sanders does. But I digress. She has been fed like breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight snack on CNN, MSNBC and in all these papers. And this is how you manufacture consent for the candidates that the corporations that own the media want. So Bernie Sanders in the second debate was a lot more aggressive than the first debate. Frankly, he was a lot more angry too. that righteous anger of Bernie Sanders. He needs to bring that again, but even further. Frankly, he needs to he needs to go on the offense against Joe Biden because Bernie, I'm about to show you this in, in the CNN poll. Bernie Sanders, like because a lot of people are being misinformed from the media, a lot of Joe Biden's voters are actually working class people like making less than $50,000. A lot of Joe Biden supporters are people with just high school degrees. That is is the crossover voter to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders base makes under $50,000 a year. Bernie Sanders base mostly has high school degrees and Bernie Sanders base is not the the most well-educated. So there's crossover between Biden's base and Bernie's base. Biden's base, I'm not calling them dummies, but a lot of these Biden people that are supporting Biden is because they've been fed this this myth, this delusion, this fake news, this alternative facts that Joe Biden is like union man Joe, that Joe Biden is middle class Joe. 
Bernie Sanders needs to Tulsi Gabbard the hell out of Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders needs to hit him on NAFTA, hit him on TPP, hit him on deregulating the banks, hit him on repealing Glass-Steagall, hit him on the Patriot Act, hit him on the Iraq War. One, two, three, four, under, over, over. This is what it needs to do. Because those voters that are being conned by Joe Biden and frankly think Joe Biden is like their friend because of what CNN and Wolf Blitzer tell them, the only way they're going to know and find out that Joe Biden has been basically part of the demolition crew to their interest, part of the demolition crew that sold their jobs to China and Mexico, part of the demolition that has closed down their plants is if Bernie Sanders puts it in plain English. So I think Bernie needs to be aggressive towards Biden. I also think Kamala is going to go after Bernie. I think Bernie needs to just point out, uh, you know, your what... Uh, everyone else that's got uh, confronted Kamala Harris about this says, I mean, your health care plan is not Medicare for all. And, you know, respectfully, Senator Harris, you either stand for something or you stand for nothing. You can't keep, you know, floating in the wind. So I think Bernie Sanders, listen, Bernie Sanders is going to be attacked by all ends because he always is. The moderators are going to frame questions to harm Bernie Sanders. The moderators are going to ask other candidates questions to attack, to get attacks on Bernie Sanders. That's nothing new. But I think Bernie needs to focus like a laser on on Biden, on Biden. Also, also, you know, to be honest with you, not that I think Andrew Yang is a threat, really. I, I don't think he's going to become president. I respect the Yang gang, but I also respectfully think they're being misinformed about his plans. I actually just did an interview with Steve Grumbine of Real Progressives. We spoke about a lot of things, including Andrew Yang's um, UBI, which Steve Grumbine pointed out why Andrew Yang's UBI is not what it seems. So we'll have some of that up tomorrow uh, on the channel. But I think Bernie Sanders, actually, I think Andrew Yang might, not like aggressively, but might, you know, throw an elbow at Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders needs to point out because there are members of the Yang gang that were Bernie people in 2016. And Bernie Sanders can get a little bump from if if some some of those Yang people go into rehab and leave the gang. I think Bernie Sanders needs to point out, you know, this defeatist attitude of Andrew Yang's of, you know, automation is inevitable. And, you know, we're all, you know, the grim, the, the robot Grim Reaper is coming for us. So just you know, succumb, lie, lie on your couch, $1,000 a month is coming to you. I think Bernie Sanders needs to blow up his spot and also point out, you know, what are you going to do when you give this $1,000 a month to people, $12,000 a year, and then all the corporations just raise their prices? I mean, it's common sense that that's what would happen if, if Andrew Yang's UBI went into place. There's no price controls attached with that. So you could give people $12,000 a year, but then Walmart and all these companies, are, you're gonna flood the zone with money and it's gonna create inflation. So you have less, less, um, less uh, bang for your buck. Your, your dollar um, is worthless because prices are gonna go up. I think Bernie Sanders uh, needs to attack Biden. And finally, just like, Bernie Sanders, it took him in the first debate an hour and a half even to mention Biden on Iraq. But we, Iraq, unfortunately, it should be a disqualifier, but it's not for most voters. What will move the needle for Bernie Sanders 
is pointing out to those core Rust Belt voters, those people making less than 50 grand, those people with just uh, a high school degree, Joe Biden's not your friend. He's, the re- he's part of the reason your jobs have been sent to other countries. He's part of the reasons you now have to work two to three jobs. He's part of the, part of the reason you have crappy health care benefits. He's part, and he would push the TPP because he was for the TPP as recently as 2016. And like Hillary Clinton, he's just full of shit saying he's not anymore. He will sign the TPP quicker than your head can spin if elected president. And I think Bernie Sanders, again, I think Bernie Sanders successfully in the second debate took on the biased, ridiculous propaganda coming from the debate moderators. I think that did very well for him. I think he needs to do it again in this debate because you're definitely going to have more propaganda and bias coming up from the ABC debate moderators. CNN uh, just came out with a poll today. Um, It has the overall uh, picture is Biden at 24%, Warren at 18, uh, Bernie at 17 before I get into those numbers, I want to go into something else that I think is really important and actually a positive sign for Bernie. So when you go to the most important issues, when you go to the most important issues for Democratic Party voters, the most important issue, health care, 59 percent, climate change, 56 percent. Well, who has the boldest healthcare and climate change proposals. If healthcare and climate change are the most important topics to Democratic Party voters, who has who has the boldest plan? That would be one Bernard Sanders, because Bernard Sanders has basically moved everybody over to Medicare for all. Obviously not Joe Biden, who's still, you know, giving wet kisses to the private insurance companies. Obviously, Kamala Harris for a hot minute before she, you know, moonwalked away because she doesn't stand for anything. Elizabeth Warren, kind of, but like sometimes she doesn't talk about Medicare for all. Sometimes she says, oh, you know, there's plenty of options. Bernie Sanders is the boldest on health care and people like that. Bernie Sanders also has the most aggressive plan on climate change at $16 trillion, which in the town hall on CNN, Elizabeth Warren couldn't really defend why her plan that is far less is better than Bernie's plan. She had no real answer other than no, his plan's not better. So I think those issues, those issues are very, very important as far as um, crossover to Bernie Sanders. So then let's look at the actual uh, poll numbers. Okay, so we got Biden 24, Bernie, excuse me, Warren 18, Bernie 17. Honestly, CNN, MSNBC, they're all doing jumping jacks because it has Elizabeth Warren over Bernie. However, the, the margin of, ever, uh, the margin of uh, error is three and a half points. Bernie and Warren are basically tied. That's the story on this poll. But when you go in the numbers, I think Bernie's stronger. Among, among men, Bernie's up by a point. Among women, she's up by three points over Bernie. Among whites, among whites, Bernie, yeah, she's up because her base is predominantly black. Uh, excuse me, Warren's base is predominantly white. Among non-whites, this is where Elizabeth Warren is struggling. Bernie's at a strong 19%. Among African-Americans, Bernie's beaten her by 
among Hispanics, which is very important, Bernie is in the lead of everybody. He's beating Biden by six points. He's beating Warren by 14 points among Hispanics. Why is that important? Well, let's look at the primary schedule, folks. The Nevada caucus is the third contest. Nevada has one of the biggest Latino populations in the country. Bernie lost the Nevada caucus to Hillary Clinton in 2016, but his outreach to uh, Latinos has only grown since then. He is doing incredibly well among millennial Latinos and doing better among older Latinos. It's possible, it's possible Bernie wins Iowa. It's possible he loses Iowa. And it's also possible that Bernie wins New Hampshire, but it's also possible that Bernie loses New Hampshire. But for argument's sake, if Bernie wins Iowa or New Hampshire, so one of the first two contests, and then he wins the third contest, which by the numbers, he's in the strongest position among Latino voters, which is decisive in Nevada. If Bernie Sanders wins two out of the first three primaries, not only will the establishment have a heart attack, not only will the bankers probably get into a room with the military generals, probably get into the room with the fossil fuel executives, probably get into the room with the pharmaceutical executives and the real estate developers and figure out a way. We got to get this guy out if he wins two out of three. If Bernie Sanders wins two out of three, of the first two out of the three first states, Joe Biden does not have an electoral case to be made. Yeah, sure, people argue South Carolina, but if the former vice, the, the last vice president, who at the time presumably is the front runner before Iowa, if he loses two out of the three first states before South Carolina, that's going to depress his turnout and result in South Carolina. It's also going to, can you imagine the fundraising tsunami that would come in for Bernie Sanders all over this country? Also, I think if, if not only Biden would suffer, if Bernie won the first two out of the three, that's momentum that you just can't manufacture. CNN and them could try and paint it that Warren still has momentum at that point, but you might have a lot of, you might not have, you might have a lot of Bernie supporters that kind of jump ship to Warren if he wins that first two out of three, you might have a lot of those burner, former burners jumping back on the bandwagon. And frankly, I don't think they should have jumped off in the first place, but I'll welcome them back if it equals a victory. So looking at this CNN poll, and by the way, it's not just the CNN poll. Other polls have Bernie Sanders doing incredibly well among Hispanic voters. And why wouldn't he be? Bernie Sanders is for the working class. Bernie Sanders is not talking about getting rid or putting up walls. Bernie Sanders is talking about expanding immigration, DACA, uh, restoring DACA, and many other things. But he's also talking to the bread and bread and table issues that Latinos care about. Latinos aren't like second-class citizens. They care about health care. They care about uh, jobs just like you and I. So Bernie doing very well among Hispanics in this poll is very important. I also think uh, the fact that Warren is doing so poorly among non-whites, and I don't really know what her, I don't know where Warren, how Warren does better among non-whites really, because it's kind of a similar problem that Bernie Sanders had in 2016. The African-American community, I don't want to be a white person like white splaining, 
they tend to gravitate, especially older African Americans, with the with who they're more familiar with. Familiarity breeds comf- being comfortable, right? So they weren't they didn't know who Bernie Sanders was in 2016. Now they do. So that's why Bernie Sanders next to Biden is doing really good. Uh, not really good, but better among African Americans. Elizabeth Warren, a lot of them don't know who she is, and frankly, they'd rather stick with Biden or Bernie. Another thing that I think is just a death a death sentence. I don't know how Kamala Harris has a presidential campaign if she's only getting 8% among black people. I mean, let's just call it what it is. She's a black woman running for president and she's in fourth place here among black voters. I mean, I don't mean this in a derogatory way at all. So don't confuse what I'm going to say. I don't mean it in a derogatory way at all. But that's where your moneymaker is. I mean, you have, you know, not that black people are just going to vote for you because you're black, but like they'll definitely be, you know, naturally be a little bit more open to somebody that looks like them, has, has experienced things like them, just like they were to Barack Obama. So the fact that she's not doing so hot among black voters, I don't know what your case is. You're in single digits overall, and you're not doing well among voters that kind of would put you over the top. So that's what I think. Looking further into this, there's some other numbers that stand out. This is what I was getting at as far as, as far as Joe Biden, a lot of the voters and base of Joe Biden have not yet been introduced to Biden's terrible record for workers. So this is support among people making less than $50,000 a year. Biden, unbelievably, is at 27% in this poll. 27%. Bernie's at 18, Warren's at 16. I expect this is why Bernie has to go after Biden in this debate. Because I would say probably the majority of that 27% have not a clue about Joe Biden's votes in the Senate, Joe Biden's record on trade, Joe Biden's record on deregulating banking, Joe Biden's record of taking money from union busters. When Bernie presents that, I think that is going to come down quite a bit. Then you look at over 50,000, no surprise, Biden doing very well, Warren does better, and Bernie in third. Non-college graduates, Warren again, she, she's not getting the working class, which is people with just high school degrees. So she's Biden 27, Bernie at 19, uh, 11% for Warren. Again, just like the category of under $50,000 a year, where I expect Biden's numbers to go down. And when those go, numbers go down for Biden, expect Bernie's to go up. Same thing for non-college graduates. A lot of these people with just high school degrees are in that same category of making less than $50,000. Biden's numbers will go down, Bernie's will go up if Bernie has a good uh, performance against him. College graduates, no surprise. Elizabeth Warren does the best. Her base is college graduates, people with advanced degrees. Uh, among white non-college degrees, uh, again, any, anything without a college degree, Warren in third place. College degree, again, white college educated, 29% for Warren. So, but you can't win, you can't win the primary without without having serious support among people with high school degrees. And by the way, it's not good for the general election. Everybody's making it seem like Elizabeth Warren can go head to head with Donald Trump. Donald Trump's base, how Donald Trump won, is people with high school degrees, working class people. 
if Elizabeth Warren does not connect with those people, she's going to beat Donald Trump. And yes, I see the poll numbers of Donald Trump. They're not good. But his poll numbers weren't good leading into the 2016 election. How's President Clinton working out for you? So, just talking facts here. Just talking facts. Bernie among independents. Independents, others. Biden, 22. Bernie, 17. Again, a lot of those independents are the working class people I, I, uh, and swing voters that I spoke about in the other categories. I see as Biden goes down, Bernie goes up. I think those independent votes go to Bernie because Bernie did incredibly well in the 2016 campaign among independents. That's why he won, if you recall, many, many of the open primary states where independents could vote.